With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 304 with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I am your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 304. So each week we spend about uh, 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday, 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time, as well as our Clubhouse Room, Hospitality Marketing, which runs every Monday through Thursday at 12 Eastern U.S. time. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tools for review this week are two very similar. You're going to quickly realize why we're bringing them up. And of course, given the timeliness of it, the reason for why we're bringing them up. Um, the first, which is the one that I thoroughly enjoy, I've used only once uh, because it, it is a platform that is a specific to its functionality. Um, and then there's another one. The first one, let's talk about this, the, the one that I like a lot. <laughs> and that is ThreatCop.ai. Um, ThreatCop.ai is a um, cyber security simulator, as is also the other tool, which might as well tell you now is Simulate, which is a C-Y-M-U-L-A-T-E.com. So the two tools, ThreatCop.ai and Simulate.com, are, as I mentioned before, cyber security simulators. Lots of C's, lots of S's. <laughs> what is this? Well, as we see on the news all too regularly and at great detriment to ourselves culturally, is there is a tremendous amount of threats going on uh, to our way of life. Uh, we just saw that the pipeline uh, a couple of weeks ago with the oil pipeline of the East Coast um, uh, was compromised with ransomware. We saw that happened also now to a meatpacking company, uh, ransomware. And ransomware, for those people that may not know, is through a means of getting into your internal systems, a hacker has gone in and encrypted, meaning coded all your data to be unlegible except for from the encryption key that they possess, what your data is, uh, which means you are held for ransom uh, to pay them for whatever they're asking you to give you that key that they have that would unencrypt or access all the data that has been encrypted. Uh, and they make you pay in Bitcoin, which is uh, untraceable because of how it's based and managed. And so you're left facing the fact, just like the oil company did, and I'm sure the meat company did. Guess what? You have to pay this fee because there is no way to unencrypt the data. Even though it's sitting there on your computer, there is no way to determine what the crypt key was made for to unlock it. Uh, hence the reason for that the same technologies used for securing things is the same way that it did to lock those things. So what is a cyber security simulator? Well, ThreatCop and uh, uh, Simulate 
both emulate a attack on your security protocols in your system. They go through the processes of the easiest ways that these systems infiltrate your systems. And unfortunately, the reality is it's usually not high tech that causes this to happen in the sense of some uh, forced uh, breach or technology that they're pushing against your website all the time or pushing against your, your lock-in services and login services. They hit the soft targets, which is people. They send emails that are accidentally open that creates a code that runs immediately into the system that they accessed on usually their work system, which gives them the ability to put a piece of code that gives the them the authentication to get into your system and so forth. So we're going to talk a little bit about this, but the functionality and their techniques, obviously, but the functionality of these platforms, these tools is to simulate those kinds of threats to literally simulate sending these phishing, uh, phishing emails uh, to you, uh, to your team. Okay. Um, and smishing uh, uh, and ransomware and all these other things that, that these systems do, okay, to get into your systems to create these scenarios like ransomware and smishing and filching and all these other things. Uh, these simulate those. And then they give a progress report and show you where it was able to breach the system and, unfortunately, by whom. <laughs> so you can go back to them and say, gee, Bob, you shouldn't open up that email from that place that you thought was interesting. Um, and it teaches your people to learn how to begin to recognize these things that they should avoid. It's one thing to say, don't open up emails you don't recognize, but sometimes they make em emails look like they're recognizable and the damage is done by doing that. So recognize the authentication of things and so forth is a key point. And, and these platforms actually help in the teaching process with your team. So again, the two tools are threatcop.ai and sim uh, simulate. Dot com, which brings us to the whole reason why we brought these two tools in, which is our technique of the week. Now, for this week's hospitality technique. So, our technique of the week is how cyber secure is your hospitality operation. You uh, think, or most people think, that the size of the business creates the target on their back. The big, expensive companies that if they get... Uh, breached is because they can demand higher monies and so forth. And in all honesty, and, it, and you're probably seeing this in the news right now, it doesn't matter whom you are. It could be a church, a home care center, a hospital, a small business. Uh, these are constantly having things. They're constantly pushing out these things to make you infiltrate their systems. And then they may not act on it right away. It might already be in your system and you don't know it. And then all of a sudden, they decide they want to make some extra money that day and they go over and encrypt what they have access to and then poof, here's your ransom or demand and pay it or don't get your data. Now, you may think, well, I got backups. But, you know, they can do that and they can do that. Nope, it's not that easy. Uh, backups can also be compromised because they're connected to be your backup. And they already have thought of that and they already know how to make sure you are locked out of anything to go back to where your data was. Because say, well, it's, it's stored elsewhere. You're right. And some things are recoverable that way. But the usability of that data, the functionality of that data, it locks out how you access your Gmails, how you access your information, how you access your platforms, how you access your password centralization accounts. All these things that you think are stop gaps to the process, they figured out how to lock all that stuff up. So having these tools that simulate the scenarios, the cybersecurity simulators, gives you a chance to go over and feel and find out where your weaknesses are first 
evaluate the, if there's a commonality to it, determine the training from this, and they help you with all this. Especially the one that I'm in reference to is threatcop.ai. They help you determine what it is you need to do, it's specifically down to the people that may have caused the breach, and it creates training programs to teach your people how to go over and be secure. Um, in previous discussions from times back, uh, with people on our live show, St. Ange from Flip2 in particular, uh, he and I had to laugh because it is as easy as well-intended team members not knowing what they've done. And I say this from the sense of if you want to see how secure your hotel's system is, toss down some uh, flash drives in your parking lot and I guarantee you, almost guarantee you, one of your staff members, well-intended, is going to pick them up and go, oh, let me find out who may own this, and they're going to put it into a computer that's probably connected to your internal network system in the back. And whatever's on that USB is now put right into your system. And lo and behold, you've been hacked. Now, there's lots of other ways. That's a simplistic example of this. And there's lots of things that can be done way more so than just this. So an errant email, uh, communications through SMSing, texting, obviously SMSing, same thing, duh. Um, through uh, phone notifications and links within things. There's lots of ways to do this. So testing this, using these tools to evaluate your security protocol and creating training programs for it, you're constantly vigilant of it, is more than just a safety to your business. It's a multi-billion dollar business that's protecting you from it when you have insurances about cyber attack. The, they, they brought in the news just recently, today actually, I think I saw it in the morning news, that cyber, the cyber security industry, the cyber insurance industry, is a 14 billion plus business a year, meaning that's what they get in premiums to cover the exposure of companies being hacked. Um, I myself as a small business have cybersecurity for lots of reasons, for the validation of the security that I need to go through for my clients' relationships, that I, that any accesses that I'm being given by them, I can show and demonstrate that I'm going through all these security protocols to ensure that they are not putting themselves into jeopardy. And they need that from me to hand to their insurance company, also covering them on who has access and why and how well is it secured and everything else. So. In addition to having to pay for insurance, the insurance queries about even getting the insurance is whether you're doing things like cybersecurity simulation. What are you doing for protocols? Where's your data being stored? How is it being accessed? Who has access? How are you securing them? Are you keeping up with your software malware updates? Are you doing centralization of your keyword encryptions? Uh, do you encrypt your data? Is it stored locally? Is it stored on the cloud? These are all things that are a real aspect of our business now that need to be addressed for you to even get insurance to make sure that you have that coverage because think of the worst if you don't have this you have confidential access to somebody's information or your own information it gets hacked and it gets abused financially you're on the hook for that and your other regular insurance about business liabilities and so forth is going ah dudes that's cyber that's not about whether or not you performed on something else this is cyber and we don't cover that you're potentially held liable for that damage to those people that the, da the data was related to. So it is very serious. It is important and it is critical. It's not just, oh, I run a hotel. I don't need to worry about that stuff. Imagine what it's like when your systems go down because you are held for ransom. Your systems do not work. There's a big red skull and crossbones on your screen saying, ha, 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 send me this, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to this this account via cryptocurrency to give be given the key to unlock it. And you have to trust they're actually going to send to the key, okay, uh, to unlock your data to be able to use your systems. And that's what all these companies are facing that have been hacked like that. Um, 
with ransomware. And that ransomware is just one aspect of this. So key element, ask yourself as you're going back into the business mode of what's going on right now, how cyber secure is your hospitality operation? And that is our technique review of the week. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So news and show review. We had a wonderful time with Dean Schmidt and Adele Gutman today. Again, uh, always a pleasure to have them on the show with us. Dean Gutman with Basecamp. Uh, Dean, Dean Gutman. Ah, Dean Schmidt with Basecamp MetaBest Search Marketing and Adele Gutman with Gutman uh, Aspire, Aspire Reputation Management, um, which uh, you can tell by their names what they do. Uh, had a lot of fun conversation. This was our second show that we have been simulcasting on our brandly new minted legitimate hospitality channel tv we are on tv we are on apple uh plus uh apple tv we're on apple ios which is on your phone and and ipads we are on roku we are on uh amazon kindle and fire products and amazon uh, uh the platform uh we are also on google play and all things android so we're out on actually all the channels, just like Netflix. We sign and get a subscription. We're on there, but we offer the live show as a free aspect of that app, just whether you're a subscribing member to it or not. It'll play the live show there, as well as our online TV channel, which also gets distributed live, and that is hospitalitychannel.tv. And there we have all the residual. Um, that's a very linear TV programming. It's not on demand like the the paid platform is. It's very linear. Five o'clock. This this one thing plays at one o'clock on tuesday the other things play it's a it's a daily tv channel just like a tv like nbc cbs it's a very linear program and we're going to get better at putting the aggregate content together that we're going to base it topically or we're going to have certain presentations at certain days on certain times we're getting better as we begin to sort through and categorize our content from all these years of doing live broadcasting the way we have been which is simulcasting on facebook linkedin twitter youtube on and on and on well now we're legitimately on tv so we this was our second show doing that uh we talked about I started the conversation topically from based on our conversations from our Clubhouse this past week, which is every Monday through Thursday at noon Eastern time on Clubhouse app under hospitality marketing, is is marketing on pause right now. I wanted to start the dialogue of with business being what it is for transient demand. Um, a lot of hotels are equating their current marketing strategies as I don't want to market right now. I have too much business to handle already. I can't handle the business that's already there. Why market? And we talked about the misnomer of marketing now and what that means now. That marketing is not just about selling now, it's about branding and recognition and awareness and all the things that add value to your messaging and communication. Um, Robert Cole with Rock Cheetah, who sends out uh, his weekly um, uh, newsletter, from Rock Cheetah, which, by the way, if you want to subscribe to that, you're, uh, it's free. It's wonderful, great, well, excellent curated content. Uh, you can do that at bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash Rock Cheetah, all lowercase, no space. Um, but there's basically six key element points to the purpose of marketing to a degree. Timely and relevant uh, is the content that you're projecting and sharing. Uh, attracting new customers are always a current dialogue that always isn't just about now booking, but about future tense uh, attraction to what you have to offer. Um, also, it reinforces current customer relationships because they see you and in, in, in your present, your front of mind. They're aware and they see that you're actively engaging with them communication-wise. 
Um, it, you know, keeping everyone engaged is the fourth point to that. It creates value because they feel that they, because of residually either having been a guest of yours or potentially a future guest of yours, you're providing the value of the dialogue of what you're sharing with them as things to do, things you're offering, the value of what you represent to them in their choices of travel. And then, of course, offers a compelling reason um, to come and, and buy from you, to, to stay with you or to eat with you in your restaurant, so be it. Uh, these are all the purposes of marketing that all don't have to do with just a here now selling point. It's not that marketing doesn't get used for that and it should be used for that. It's a valuable tool for that. But it's not the only purpose of marketing, which is the conversation we had. It was really referring more to the context of don't think by that when this goes back to pre-COVID days where, you know, oh, why should I market during season? Everybody wants to be with me. I'm already sold out. It's not about selling something now. It's about developing the relationship. So in the future, when you're not the bell of the ball, people you have people to go talk to because they've made it clear that they're interested in you. You now need to, the burden's on you to make them interested in you for a time that they weren't initially interested like everybody else was and convert that interest like a snow ski resort where they may have an interest with you to go snow skiing. Now it's up to you to convert them to understand how fun it is to go there when it's not snowing and go screaming down the side of a mountain on a motorcycle or a bicycle without brakes or just making that up but that kind of thing so that's where we start talking about the, the the misconception as to marketing relevant to current bookings current demand um boy we went a lot over the place we started talking about the uh uh, efficiencies of guest interaction. We talked about funnels and funnelytics, about creating funnels for conversions, uh, which for those that may not be familiar with it, when we talked last week on our podcast about influencer soft and platforms like that, about creating uh, automated and semi-automated engagements on multiples of platforms, socials, websites, uh, ad campaigns, and what have you, that all interacted based on how they interacted with you, triggered other things to keep that perpetual conversation going, which required less people to do that, which is a benefit to current demands of labor right now. So we went through those conversations as well. Um, we talked about the ways to oversell a hotel, you know, how to handle your overbookings and how to marginalize mathematically those numbers to know that you're not putting yourself into jeopardy where you're forced walking people because you oversold purposely to a point that you knew you were going to be putting yourself into jeopardy. There's ways of doing that where you don't do that. There's always inaccuracies with anticipation, but there's ways of doing that. Uh, we talked about through those. Um, we talked about uh, our prognostications as to how we see business cycle going through the remainder of the summer into fall. Where does corporate travel come into that? Like, what kind of corporate travel comes into that? We all agreed that corporate transient travel will be your first lead in for corporate travel uh, as the more of an interest of individual travel comes in and their extension of time for their business travel. They might add some more personal time. So we talked about it. We talked about the complexities of driving group business back. We know the Smurf market business is coming back raging for all the delayed weddings and all the delayed reunions and fraternals and everything else. They're all gathering as fast as they can and the prices are escalating because of it because they're fighting against the wave of transient demand as well. We talked about those demand cycles to it. Um, we talked about how maybe if your hotel isn't in that wave of transient demand, how to retool the demand you can possibly garner towards your hotel. Like, and we use the particular example, downtown big box hotels. How can you get to be a player in your market when the market that you used to chase, group corp travel, isn't there? And it's not there for the eminent future. How do you translate that into the demands that are in market like transient and maybe potentially the growing corporate transient as well? So had all those fun conversations. Um, 
We also I went on to a tirade a little bit about the dysfunctionality of our current operations of, of hospitality business, the interactions between ownerships of hotels to management companies they hire to property level responsibility to those at the property level and how they're all blocked on their ways of solutions because everyone's pointing to each other as to who should be responsible for decisions and or monetary decisions and how it doesn't get decided upon because of limitations that they all self-create. So had that conversation. Um, we talked about a term that you're going to hear more and more about and, and Adele brought it to our conversation today as well and that is social proof. The value of social proof. What is social proof? It's all fine and good that we put on our websites what we're doing in relationship to COVID response, uh, not just in the municipal guidelines that we may be having or but that just got relaxed, but also as people's concerns and Q&A and FAQs about what people are to anticipate when they come and stay with us, that current that consumer dialogue. There's a limited trust factor of us in our conveyance of that information, but there's a more true trust of social proof of people saying what their experiences were like personally first person recently about their stay with the hotel that validates or denies what we're saying about what we're offering so that social proof verification that social proof um, uh, of what we do is going to be critical on platforms to Adele's credit because you refer to them you know like TripAdvisor and so forth where you have that consumer sentiment that anything over the past 14 months prior is not relevant that's out the window. It does have a mathematical impact on your rankings and scores and so forth, but people are going to discount the perspectives that did not occur since COVID tremendously because of a relevance of what they're more interested in now, and that is, are people asking to wear masks, not wearing masks? Are they serving food, not serving food? Is it still packaged and bagged or are there buffet lines? These things are what are making the difference on people's social proof understanding. So expect to hear more of that term as it comes around. I also talked, and we all talked, and I brought this up about there might be a second purge of loss of businesses. We know that there was quite a list of uh, hotels that closed due to COVID. But I think there's a lot of bad businesses that existed because of their creative financing limitations of expenses and their ability to garner PPP money or what have you that has uh, created their opportunity to survive longer than they potentially business-wise should have. And so because of that, um, once we see business emerging and we have to get back into a competitive market model again, we might find that um, they may not survive as well because they didn't update their technology. They haven't changed their market methodology. They haven't done well for their teams and staff members. And because of that, they're in a, a, a behind the gun kind of thing. They, As Dean eloquently put in his analogy, when the race was called off and everybody went into the pits, some businesses took the time to replace the engine that was giving them problem and the wheels that were running bare and refueling it and other places went over and just didn't spend any money and they're putting the same car back on the track with the same equipment that wasn't doing well for them. And they're going to be suffering trying to win a race that the other cars that did improve themselves are being better and faster for. And so we kept with that analogy as well. Um, we also talked a lot about uh, writing a great job description, of how marketing can influence that and improve what you're doing, that you're just not writing a job description. You're selling the concept of what the position holds for people to be excited and interested about what they're joining. And it's not all about what you're asking for, minimum requirements of education and experience and so forth, but rather, what are you offering? And this isn't about just the salaries and the benefits, but 
culturally, what are you offering? And how do you make that message come out through with your words and, and what you're offering and, and, and when you're posting and so forth? So it was a great dialogue all day today. Great content. Of course, all of these show notes, links of things we talked about and the ability to play back are available to you. Remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora. The list goes on. 39 platforms and counting. Uh, we're even on Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. Just simply ask any of those platforms, hey, you know who, uh, play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast, and it'll play this podcast for you, so you don't even have to go to it. But if you did find out on one of those platforms, this is your first time finding us, please you can subscribe to us on that platform, uh, no matter which one that you have found us on or which one you may use. If you lo- like the show, please uh, leave a comment for us, good or bad, really, in all honesty. We were looking into all feedback. You, of course, can send me an email at any time at lauren at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com. I answer each and every email and appreciate anybody's feedback, as I always do, about what you like about the show and also what you would like to hear more about in the show. And so I would love for that. And, of course, it helps others that may not know about us find our content as well because of the reviews. Uh, of course, um, through all this process, uh, if you want to play back this or any of the previous episodes, we do have archives as well. You can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcast. There you'll find this and all previous shows. Um, also, please don't forget our, our video uh, live video talk show that we do every Friday today uh, that, uh, prior to, to this podcast recording that you can join at 1130 a.m. Eastern U.S. time called This Week in Hospitality Marketing, The Live Show. And for it and all previous shows, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. And you can find all that and with the show links and everything else in there as well. Uh, also, as a reminder, we do do our Clubhouse Dialogue two times a day. Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. is Hospitality Marketing Coffee Hour. And also at noon is Hospitality basically lunch hour uh, we do it Monday through Friday uh, excuse me Monday through Thursday for those two times on the clubhouse app under the hospitality marketing uh, club and then we, on Fridays as I mentioned we have our live show we also uh, have two TV channel platforms available we have hospitalitychannel.tv which is all of our shows in categories linearly as to podcasts from everyone content associated with topics guest hosts uh, consolidations and on and on and on 24-7, the only, first and first and only, really, uh, TV channel dedicated to hospitality, and that's the hospitalitychannel.tv. And then we have our subscription-based um, TV channel that is on Roku, Amazon, which is including Kindle, Kindle Fire, and all that kind of stuff. Google Play, which is also including Android and, and Google TV. Um, also Roku and Apple, Apple TV and Apple iOS. All of those are available uh, for a on-demand subscription-based $4.99 a month or discounts if you want to subscribe longer. Uh, if you reach out to me, I have coupons. If you want to do more than the three-day offered trial for free, I can give you a coupon that will give you up to 30 days to give you a chance to kind of give a feel for all the stuff we're putting on there that's worthy of being a paid for uh, available on your TV. So as I said, the first and only uh, TV channel dedicated to hospitality, HCTV. So with that, my name is Lauren Gray. Thank you again for the privilege of your time and I look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 304 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing and in support of the HSMAI, Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, all right reserved, copyright 2021.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.